Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. It is 10.45pm on May 10th, Friday, May 10th, so this episode will be up right away. And I'm only saying that because as of, oh, about three minutes ago, Ross Chastain has just won the truck race. Uh, People on the internet are going absolutely crazy. Not just over the millennial car that Kevin Harvick is running, which we will uh, focus on tonight. But Ross Chastain won the race, Ben Rhodes second, Todd Gilliland, Austin Hill... Jones, Crafton, Enfinger, Moffat, Herbst, Burton, Ankrum, Friesen. That about rounds it out. Friesen actually ran out of fuel with about three to go and lost the lead. He was racing in the lead. Chassane was closing in, but wasn't sure if it would be quick enough that he was closing. But in the end, he didn't end up uh, having enough fuel. Just a mistake on a pit stop, costing the race. Ross Chassane must be uh, pretty happy, as you can imagine. He was almost in tears on the radio, and it just... It goes to show how much it means when you go out and win a race in, you know, it's not the best equipment. It's not a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck that he's out there in, but he's still going out there and proving he's the best. Get the watermelons ready. He's going to go and uh, go break some watermelons on the start finish line. I hope that becomes a uh, a tradition for him for every race he wins. He goes and breaks a watermelon. But just going through some tweets, I'm doing it right now. Pocono Raceway, people are putting up gifts. Ross Chastain is pretty good, y'all. Uh, that's from Kayla Sturm, NASCAR Chasm, Ross, with a gif of Ross from Friends, of course. And it's just, Justin Haley, wow, Ross Chassain just did something that's so hard to do, congrats, brother. Michael McDowell chipping in, NASCAR Low Teams, the Black Flag Podcast, Todd Bodine, everyone is just going crazy. Jeff Gluck, Jeff Gluck AF, I should say. Ross Chastain is smiling like crazy, standing on top of the truck. The catch fence, JD Motorsports, Gander Outdoors, everyone is just so happy for him. And can you really blame them? What a what a story for Ross Chastain, where he, at the beginning of the season, was all lined up for a full-time ride, I believe, at Chip Ganassi Racing. And DC Solar was going to be his primary sponsor, and they sort of... Uh, They had legal issues, let's say. Some legal issues and were uh, raided by the FBI, to put it bluntly. And so he was left with no ride, no sponsor money, nothing. He sort of put something together at the last second. Great for him. And goes out and he actually wins tonight. So that's really awesome to see. But the main story that I know everyone cares so much about, this week it was revealed Kevin Harvick's millennial car. And let me tell you... It's really something. I personally absolutely uh, love the car. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> it's just, it's bright pink. It stands out. Originally, it was going to be, the car on the left side was going to be uh, YOLO swag, hashtag basic, by Felicia with a whole bunch of emojis and everything else. And the tweet, uh, or the front would be a tweet from Bushbeard, the one that said, Old guys will rule again at Homestead. In fact, Bush is so confident that Harvick will win that if he doesn't, we'll give millennials the V-lit paint scheme, the very lit paint scheme, they always wanted in a race next year. Don't add us. And I imagine Legal had something to say about that. So it got changed a bit. Now it's a Bush beer AF on the front, and people are very upset that AF, I'm not going to say because this is a family-friendly podcast, and iTunes, please don't take away my non-existent monetary income from this podcast. <laughs> um, don't mark me as explicit. I didn't say it. It's an acronym. It means whatever you want it to mean. It could mean uh, all fresh. Bush is all fresh. 
distilled right in your own home in the can. Who knows? Um, the right side of the car says turn left with a frog drinking tea because <laughs> Kermit the Frog is trademarked. <laughs> um, a couple Snapchat filters. Congrats, you tried trophy. And on the left side, Bush Beer is Bay. Uh, you got an avocado and some toast. And then it says yeet uh, over the left rear wheel. And I do want to set the record straight on this podcast. For anyone listening that doesn't know, I tweeted this out earlier today, uh, a basic definition, because people are very confused as to what yeet actually means. So the the quick definition I gave was yeet, uh, the past tense of which is yote or yeeted. It means to move an object, usually very quickly, in some way, shape, or form. You can yeet a water bottle by throwing it, or Denny Hamlin can yeet his car into Chase Elliott at Martinsville, which yeeted Chase into the wall. Uh, just an example, I didn't really, you know, I have nothing to say on that issue. <laughs> um, I was a Chase Elliott fan at the time, still am, but uh, I try to be unbiased in these podcasts and everything, so I was not too happy about Denny Hamlin just uh, giving the boot to Chase, but hey, it happens. But yeah, so that is a PSA from a Gen Zer because Yeet is a Yeet is our word. Um so it's a Gen Z thing, but hey, I'm not I'm not saying anything about it. <laughs> People are not too happy about this car though. Um mostly Kevin Harvick. Kevin is not too happy about this car at all. Um I believe his exact words were thanks for making a terrible race car and he was also very confused as to why uh skirt skirt was misspelled on the skirt of the car. All in all, great marketing scheme um, by Bush. I think it's absolutely hysterical. I've been tweeting about it all day long today. People have been talking about it all day long. They got a bit of controversy in with the AF. You know, controversy. There's no such thing as bad publicity. And you know what? I'm sitting here talking about it, so they got to be doing something right. Not that I'm like the end-all, be-all of if something's important, then I talk about it. But, hey, I'm just some Joe Schmo podcaster. <laughs> and the fact that it's pretty much the main topic of this episode of the podcast is uh, shows they're doing something right. I think it's going to be a great marketing campaign. I think it's hysterical. And this is happening at the All-Star Race, from what I understand. But the All-Star Race is a couple weeks off. What we have today, here and now, is Kansas. And the first story that I want to touch on is Bubba Wallace. He's been he's been having a rough season so far. Um, really, he came out strong out of the gates, second place. And, he, and I'm talking about his career thus far. Came out, finished second place at the Daytona 500. And since then, he just hasn't had the results he, I, I suppose, people were expecting. And I don't think that falls on him you have to remember, he is racing in very underfunded equipment, really. It's almost second-hand gear that they're racing in. You take a look at Danica Patrick uh, over at Stuart Haas Racing in the number 10 car. Absolutely dominant otherwise, the other Stuart Haas Racing cars. But Danica never really had a quality car. And was that from a lack of money? Certainly not. Her sponsors followed her everywhere she went. And they treated her well. And when it was, uh, I, I don't remember the exact company, um, but they were giving away, like, fruit bars. There was, like, fruit grain trail mix bars at the track. Just giving these away to 
fans in the campground. This was up at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Her sponsors were 110% all there for Danica, and she never really got the finishes. And Eric Almarola comes over from the 43 car to the 10, and that's where I tie this into Bubba, is Eric Almarola comes over to the 10 car, and he has been absolutely killer. Won Talladega last year. He's been running up near the front. He almost won Dover last year. Um, he won practice for Kansas. He was first in first practice. And he's been doing really well. You know, he's got he's doing well in the 10 car. And that's with the same equipment that Danica was running. And that doesn't mean Danica's a bad driver. It just means Danica wasn't getting the same results in the equipment, which he had just as much money and just as many opportunities as Eric. Danica's not bad. Eric, in this case, is performing better in, you know, equivalent equipment. However, I tie this back into Bubba because now when Eric left and went over to the 10, that's where Bubba Wallace stepped in and into the 43. And he's sort of in the same place as Eric, where he's just not finishing well, and we wouldn't really be talking about him so much if his backstory wasn't so fascinating if he wasn't such a hyped up driver not to say that that hype was undeserved but he's not in a ride that he deserves that he can perform well in realistically that 43 car is not going to go out and win at Kansas you know or or at an intermediate track or New Hampshire or Pocono or, or those those tracks where it really is it comes down to the setup and the equipment that you're in but Talladega or Daytona, where it's anyone's game, and anyone from Landon Castle in the double zero to Corey LaJoy in the 32 to Chase Elliott can go out and win those races because it's anyone's game. And granted, better equipment always comes out on top, always. That's just the way it is sometimes, you know. The more money you put in, it seems to be the better with Danica Patrick sort of being the exception to that. And again, not to rag on Danica. I think she, what she did for the sport was fantastic. It was really good to have her be a part of it. It brought a lot of fans in. And when you went to the track, you you definitely saw a presence of Danica Patrick fans. They were buying merchandise. They were going to the race to see her. It was really incredible. And what she did for the sport was good. She ran well. Her first race, she got the pole at Daytona. I mean, she's a good driver. It just couldn't get it done in the equipment she was in. And that's just sometimes the way it is. If you took Chase Elliott and threw him in an IndyCar, he would not do as well as Danica does did over there. That's just the way it is. It's completely different cars. Open-wheel racing going to closed-wheel stock cars is quite a jump, with the exception being Ryan Priest, who's up in the cup and absolutely tearing it off. I'm still holding true to my prediction that Ryan Priest will win a race and will be Rookie of the Year. I think Ryan Priest will win a race this year. I would love to see it. That guy's competitive. I've seen him race. I've worked on race teams. I try and race against him. You tell, if your car is keeping pace with Ryan Priest, you're feeling pretty darn good about that race weekend because you're either going to win if Ryan Priest wrecks out or you're going to finish second if he doesn't, if you're just keeping pace with him. That's how it is. He's an unbelievable driver. And going from an open-wheel modified up to the cup cars so quickly after, you know, after doing well in the Xfinity series and everything else. But boy, it was really, it is really incredible to see how well Ryan Priest is doing. But to circle it all back, Bubba Wallace, he has so much potential. He just needs to get a break like Eric Almarola did, get into some better equipment, and I guarantee you he would be performing much better. 
He is a very good driver, and we can't take that away from him. I know some people don't like him. There's, everyone has their haters. But I believe Darrell Wallace is a good driver. He just needs that opportunity to prove himself because when he's given something close on the super speedways, he performs, and he performs well. Granted, he did make some dumb moves. He made a really dumb move against Ryan, or next to Ryan Blaney, and sort of cut him off and caused a big wreck. But if you if you go and look at these statistics for when he does run well, he runs really well. And every driver makes dumb mistakes. From Bubba Wallace to Danica Patrick to Jeff Gordon to Richard Petty, they've all made dumb mistakes and they've all had you know moves that they wish they could take back and they regret fully. That's just the way racing is. I think Bubba Wallace is going to find that in his career, find that better equipment that he deserves, and he needs to find if he wants to perform better. Sometimes the drivers that we hype up don't live up to it. I think he has the potential to truly live up to it, and I can't wait to see it. I'm calling it now another one of Bottled Up's bold predictions that he will go out and run well. Bubba Wallace, if he should ever get into better equipment, will win races and will do well. Ryan Priest will be Rookie of the Year, and he'll win a race this year. That's one prediction. Second prediction, Bubba Wallace, should he ever get into better equipment, he will win races. Take that, write it down, May 10th, 10.59 p.m., just clicked over, 10.59.00 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, bottled up predicts. Daryl Wallace will get a win in his career before it ends, should he get into better equipment. That's not to say he can't get a win in Richard Petty Motorsports equipment. I just don't see that as likely. He needs to get a better ride, and I think he will well and truly. In other words, Twitter is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is not happy about the AF on the front of Kevin Harvick's car. It did get approved by legal, uh, according to Kevin, otherwise it wouldn't be on the car, uh, which sort of surprised Kevin. And there seems to be a uh, quite a divide between people on if they love it or hate it, and it's a hard line. You don't really see anyone in the middle on it. Jeff Gluck has changed his name to Jeff Gluck AF on Twitter in a uh, sort of protest. Jeff Gluck, great guy, jeffgluck.com. Go and read his stuff if you get the chance. I've had the uh, absolute fantastic opportunity to work near him in the media center. I actually ran right behind him uh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year. He and I sort of, we sat next to each other again, and he sort of booked it out of the media center as the race ended, and I was like, oh, well, I figure I should go where he's going, and he was going to victory lane. So that's just a small side story. But, Jeff Gluck, AF, now on Twitter. If you know what it means, you know. If you don't, I can't say it on this family-friendly podcast, but I'm hinting very strongly as to what it would be, but I am not saying it because this is a family-friendly podcast, and please don't take away my family-friendly rating, iTunes or Google Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. I'm plugging the podcast on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can listen to me anywhere you get your podcasts. Little did you know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. But people aren't happy that that's on a car. Frankly, it's it's an implication, and that's pretty funny. That's honestly just the only way to do it. You got to look at it. We're not really hurting any feelings over this. Nobody's getting offended. Nobody's getting hurt. It's just something funny that's on the car. It sort of it, it catches people off guard. And you know what? Like I said, it's stirring up controversy. It's walking. It's painting that fine line in the sand. But you know what? That's what they want. They want controversy to get, you know, media attention. It probably is bringing him more attention than if he had won 
the championship, realistically. I think that if they make a die cast of that car, it will probably... Another bold bottled-up prediction. You're getting two in one night, 11.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 5.10.2019 on the Bottled Up Podcast. If a diecast is made and licensed through uh, this, it will sell more than Joey Logano's championship one. So, of the Millennial Car. So, if the Millennial Car gets a diecast, it will have more sales than Joey Logano's uh, championship winning car. Assume, I'm sure there is a... Po- uh, so there's a podcast, a diecast for that car. I'm not positive. I didn't think this would be a, a bold prediction I would make tonight, but here we are. Looking forward to the future uh, on the Bottled Up Podcast. One episode that is in the works is uh, Malik Ray, Christian Eckes, and Anthony Alfredo all on with me at the same time. Four guys, one podcast. It's going to be absolutely wild, and it's going to be a great time. We're going to be talking about iRacing, sim racing in general, probably touch on the Toyota Racing Development Simulator that they have. Uh, Christian and Anthony have access to. I've talked to them privately about it before, and it just sounds absolutely incredible. Software similar to iRacing, but not quite the same. A little bit better, as you can imagine, because it's developed in-house and not commercially marketed. But Anthony, Christian, and Malik will all be on with me. We're going to be discussing sim racing, esports, Malik Ray... Uh, races in the iRacing Peak Series, so he is considered a NASCAR driver. It's a NASCAR-sanctioned series. And Anthony and Christian both race in the Truck Series part-time, and Christian races full-time in the ARCA Series when he's not sick. And good thing that he is feeling better, side note and all. Good thing Christian Eckes is feeling better in his racing. He won the race last week at Nashville, and that was uh, really awesome to see. He was excited about that. Texted him and congratulated him. And he was just through the roof about it, as you can imagine, coming back from a uh, pretty bad illness and getting back in the car and having a rough week at Dago, but going and winning it. Side note, you can go and listen to my podcast episode from last week with Christian Eckes. Just follow me on Twitter at Bottled Up Radio. I usually tweet out a link to this week's show probably three or four times a week. So in case you uh, don't get a notification on your phone, or maybe you listen on your desktop. Maybe you listen on your Apple Watch. If you are one of the people that listens on listens on an Apple Watch, please tweet at me and tell me how. I don't know if those things have a built-in speaker, but I get two or three listeners every week on that listen on an Apple Watch. I'm genuinely extremely curious, and I think it's awesome that you're listening to the show on, on your Apple Watch. That's really cool. I would really like to know how it's done, if it's like a speaker on the Apple Watch or what, or if you just queue it up on the Apple Watch and you play through headphones or something. Tweet at me, at Bottled Up Radio, and let me know. And if you're not one of those people, tweet at me, at Bottled Up Radio, uh, on Twitter. Let me know what you like about the show, what you dislike. I'm a big boy. I can take criticism. I can take, uh, just just be nice about it. Don't be like, oh, this show sucks, and like, don't give me any reason why, tell me what I can do better for you guys, because the fans are what this is all for, they're the reason I keep doing this podcast, I absolutely love doing it, and the feedback I get from you guys is much appreciated, and interacting with you guys is awesome, so keep listening, keep listening in every week, uh, keep talking with me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, Bottled Up, the Bottled Up Podcast, keep listening on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. If you see me on iRacing, Jeffrey McConey, just say, hey, I'm probably in a Bottled Up Racing car, or uh, Bottled Up Podcast uh, race car. I have a lot of paint schemes that I made. Speaking of, if you want your own paint scheme that is Bottled Up, a Bottled Up themed paint scheme, customized with your name over the door and everything, Go to Midwest Motor Customs. $5, they'll do it for you. It's a quick turnaround. Awesome guy there. I know him very, very well. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so go and follow him on Facebook. Doesn't have to be a bottled up scheme. It's just a discount if you have one of those. He can make any other scheme custom, recreate a real one. You know, if you want Kevin Harvick's millennial car, I'm probably going to get one from him, and I'm sure he'll make one for you too. I don't think he'll like it very much because he's a millennial. And you know, I, I, he's not very good with the memes or anything. And this is this is my brother I'm speaking about. That's why I know he's not very good with the memes or anything. So it's going to be very funny. Let's just flood him with requests to make the Kevin Harvick Millennial paint scheme. Anyways, again, follow me on Twitter at Bottled Up Radio. That's where I interact with people the most. If you have any questions, just let me know. Your ratings uh, on the show are greatly appreciated. I'm starting to get into that and track that more. Is how people are rating the show so far it's actually going really well and i genuinely really do appreciate it it's a labor of love for this show and i absolutely love doing it and you will still get your episodes every single saturday on this show uh, i'm glad i could do an episode this week so again to basically sum everything up the kevin harvick millennial paint scheme it's creating a bit of a medium mess a stir up people are uh, on both sides of the fence but no publicity is bad publicity, as they say. I think it's a great marketing move. I really like the car. I think it's hysterical. Ross Chassain went and won the truck race at Kansas. And tomorrow night, Saturday night, which would be tonight when, the, when this podcast is up online. So I'm sorry about that. But Saturday, May 11th, is the cup race. It's not on Sunday. It's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there that listen to the show. And to my very own mother, who I... Hope listens to this show. I don't know. We'll see if she mentions this in conversation. And if she doesn't, I know she's not listening. In which case, we'll have a conversation on the side about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate you uh, taking a trip here. All my NASCAR thoughts and doing everything for you. I absolutely love the show. I love talking with you guys. Twitter is at Bottled Up Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week.